Welcome back to the Coach's Corner, everyone. My name is Peter Sochik, UHY's Career Development and Training Manager and your host of this wonderful podcast. This episode, we welcome on Bettina Defoe, the director of UHY LLP's national office based out of New York. Bettina and I talk about the growth mindset more in depth, specifically focusing on her experience with the growth mindset, when she recognized the need to have a growth mindset versus a fixed mindset, some of the misconceptions around growth mindsets and why those may occur, and some parting advice for anyone who's trying to adopt that growth mindset in their own career. It's a great listen. Hope you all enjoy it. All right. Joining me now on The Coach's Corner is one of my favorite people I've interacted with here in my brief time at UHY. It is Bettina Dufoe. She is the director of the UHY National LLP National Office in New York. Welcome on, Bettina. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Of course. Very happy to have you here to talk about the growth mindset. And this was something we covered in a previous episode, and I thought you'd be the perfect example to talk about what it means to truly have a growth mindset and how people can demonstrate that here at, here at UHY. So we'll dive in with the first, or before we dive in, here I, here I go forgetting things. Uh, can you tell the audience a little bit about yourself, how you got to UHY, what you're doing here now? Oh, I'd, I'd be happy to. Um, so I've been at UHY for two and a half years, uh, thereabouts. And prior to UHY, I was at uh, a regulatory agency called the the Public Company Accounting Oversight Board. It's known as the the PCAOB, and I was there oh, yeah. for for over over fifteen years. And prior to that, I was in public accounting. So you know, my circle has sort of come back from uh, regulatory back to a practice environment. But I started my career in public accounting, and what spurred my interest in regulatory um, issues was I had an opportunity to do a rotation at the Securities and Exchange Commission. So when I was with Ernst & Young, large firms have, um, they, they rotate people into agencies in order to give them experience and they bring that back to the firm. And I was able to work at the SEC for a couple of years on a rotation and then went back to Ernst & Young, but that really spurred my interest in the regulatory side of what we do. And so for more than half of my career, I was in a regulatory environment between the SEC and the PCAOB. But more recently, in the last two and a half years, I decided to make a pretty big life change, and I came back to a practice environment uh, working in the national office. So that's that's kind of how I got here. Awesome. Awesome. Well, yeah, we're very happy to have you. I've worked with you on a couple other projects before yes. this, and it's been it's been a good chance. We've gotten things, uh, I would say, fixed. Uh, I'm sure things will break yeah. at some point, but we're in a good position right. now. So it's, it's great to have you on here. So uh, the first question I have for you is, you know, on the last episode, we talked about this idea of a growth mindset on your personal your personal and your professional life. And just to recap, the growth mindset is in kind of basic terms, seeing every opportunity as a challenge to learn something new, practice your skills. The fixed is kind of like, you know, I'm going to stay in my own lane. I know what I'm good at. I don't want to, you know, fail in front of people. But I wanted to get your thoughts on, you know, how is this, the growth mindset impacted you in your personal or your professional life? Um, well, you know, first of all, I, I would say that, you know, probably all of us to varying degrees demonstrate both of these mindsets, right? Mm -hmm. um, there, there's probably a spectrum. But, uh, you know, for me, I started 
kind of understanding this this growth mindset pretty early in my career when I graduated from college. Um, you know, I, I, I had a, an accounting degree and part of your accounting degree is you study a little bit of auditing, but you don't, you really don't learn auditing until you start practicing. So right out of college, I think the very first audit I was assigned to was a water treatment authority, which is a bit of a, a specialty. It's not something you would really cover. And so, right. um, <laughs> the first thing I, I learned was I had a lot to learn about auditing, but the second thing I learned was I didn't want to work on water treatment plants uh, <laughs> anymore. So it wasn't something that I that was really interesting to me. And you know, I took away from the experience that auditing is really a journey person's profession. You get good at auditing because you do it over and over and over again. Um, and that experience really helped me to kind of focus on you know what what I had chosen to do. It was a bit of a fork in the road. I could decide that, gosh, you know, this is not what I thought it was going to be. This is, you know, completely different, or this is really hard. Um, it was all those things, but, you know, what I decided to do was to stick with it. And as I said, it's a journey person's profession, so you kind of have to dig in in order to be, you know, a skilled auditor, and that was what I ultimately decided to do. And it led me to make a different decision a couple years later. I started off in a very small firm, was a one office firm, and then I went to Ernst & Young because uh, I realized that in a very small firm, what I would be exposed to or able to do would be, you know, these these sorts of engagements that I didn't want to do. And, and I wanted to work on, you know, a bigger variety of things. Um, I've often, you know, thought in this profession, too, when you talk about a growth mindset, you know how, you know, the people that you surround yourself with, right, they have a big influence on you. I think in public accounting, I think that many people have a growth mindset. You know, this is really a rigorous profession. The -hmm. standards are always evolving. And so what I've observed is you know, people kind of accept that and they recognize that if they're going to stay proficient in an accounting and an auditing environment, they really have to keep up with with all the changes that are going on. And that's a certain amount of a growth mindset that, you know, sort of is adaptable, right? That you're constantly being presented with new information and you take that information in and uh, mm-hmm. and, and you turn it into something productive um, in your professional lives. And so I feel like, to be honest, um, I've just been very lucky because I've been surrounded by people that, as I said, I think we all fall on a spectrum. And from day to day, you know, we probably represent growth and fixed. But being surrounded by people that are always moving forward has certainly helped me in my career and kind of staying focused. Um I think you asked a little bit about maybe in my personal life, if I've also had, you know, opportunities for growth. And I had, when I was looking at your questions, I was, you know, there's been many opportunities in my in my personal life, but the one that mm-hmm. probably is a good analogy would, many years ago, I decided to run a marathon. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had always, you know, enjoyed sports. I had enjoyed, you know, kind of being active, but I had never mustered the courage to train for a marathon. And when you decide to do that, you know, the next day you don't run a marathon. It took mm-hmm. me about a year to be able to get ready for the <laughs> event. And and it was really, you know, a metaphor for life. It was putting one foot in front of the other. Um, there's a part of 
uh, at least for me, there was a part of the race towards the end where, you know, it's all mental. Like you're just telling yourself to just put one foot in front of the other in order to get Mm -hmm. to the finish line. But what I also took away from, you know, that experience and, you know, was that it was a gateway. Um, it was a gateway to other things. So it introduced me to swimming and biking and I started doing triathlons. Um, and at one point, um, I decided to train for uh, a race across the Chesapeake Bay and the Chesapeake Bay is about four and a half miles long. And, um, I didn't finish that race. So I could, Mm -hmm. you know, that, that was an interesting experience. I got pulled out, but I got pulled out because I didn't realize that the currents change. And once the currents change, you're not going anywhere. So I made it about three miles and then I got pulled out. Um, I'm still really proud that I, you know, I, I trained for that event. And certainly if I were to do it again, I'd, you know, kind of fail forward. I'd learn that um, if I wanted to finish, I have to be a lot faster. So, you know, certainly in my, both in my professional and my personal life, I've had lots of opportunities, you know, for growth. And again, I think I've been surrounded by a lot of people that, you know, inspire me on a daily basis. Yeah, there was a couple of things that you hit on. I just want to highlight for the listeners is when you're talking about your professional experience about working at a, you know, one to two person, a really small office, and then jumping to a place like Ernst & Young, that's going to be a challenge because you're going up against people who are, have the same background as you, same experience, and there's a chance that you might not succeed. So for you to take that leap, I thought that was really, that was really powerful, a good indicator of that growth mindset. And then the second one you hit on is being just being an accountant in general. It's a field that is always in flux, depending on who's in the Oval Office, for example. You have to deal with all these different regulations. And I liken that to an example that uh, Carol Dweck wrote about in her book, Mindset, about when she put puzzles in front of these kids, there were so many of them that said, ooh, I love a challenge, or ooh, this is going to be fun, and, you know, I'm going to learn to do something new. And there were other kids where they're just like, no, I don't want to do this because I'm going to screw it up. I'm not going to do it. So that was a you know right. a perfect a perfect analogy to that. And then tying in your experience, you know, putting one foot in front of the other, like you're never going to get anywhere, at least in many of the organizations I've worked with, probably the same for you, if you don't put yourself out there and at least try, you know, try to try to do something, try to get to where you're going. Um, so I think that was a really those are all really powerful examples. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And then the um the the second question I had for you is I think you might have hit on it, but maybe we'll just we'll touch on it again is um over time what Carol Dweck talks about is that we may see our mindset change from more of that fixed mindset to more of that growth mindset. So I think you touched on it at the beginning of your career, but was there a distinct moment where you realized, hey, I need to be more growth focused instead of just staying in my lane? It could be either personal or professional. Um, you know, I I uh, I think, you know, you know, I've I've exhibited both characteristics of, you know, maybe being a little resistant to, you know, really embracing change. Um, and certainly we're all a work in progress. Uh, I certainly Mm -hmm. had growing up, I grew up in a military family and in a military family, you move a lot. Um, I went to 13 schools. My parents moved eight, 18 times. Um, you know, 
uh, a tough year would be three three schools in one year, which is, you know, you finish an assignment, you train for the next one, and then you you travel to the next. So, but but what that means is, you know, the you know, my my dad was obviously progressing through the military, right? So mm-hmm. that was always taking on a new challenge. So I think to a certain extent, I grew up in an environment where growth was just part of the deal. I mean, that was just mm-hmm. sort of what I what I saw and I observed, you know, kind of on a day to day basis. So certainly taking on a challenge, if that's your mindset, you know, doesn't seem so scary. Um, so I, I think at any point in your life, you can make a change, right? You can mm-hmm. you always have the opportunity to be different. You can evolve. Um, you can have the view that you can develop your talents over time. I think that's the benefit of sticking with things is that. Mm-hmm. The more you do, you know, the the better you get at it. And including this profession, as I said, being an auditor, being an accountant is a very, very hard job. How you feel about your job 30 years into it is not the same way that I felt about it on day mm-hmm. one, right? I've had a number of experiences, <laughs> right. number of experiences along the way. Um, but I think that if if your mindset is, you know, success and achievement are choices then the actions that that you make following that choice will help will help you to get there. So um, certainly my my mindset has changed in part because, you know, I'm a lot older than I was when I started and I have a perspective of having Mm -hmm. made mistakes and having, you know, we'll say fail forward. I've certainly Mm -hmm. failed forward in, in my career. But when that happens, that's your opportunity to pick yourself up and do something better or differently and just kind of, you know, keep moving forward. Yeah, I'm, I'm so glad you said that. Fail forward is one of those cliches or whatever you want to call it, but it's something that I truly believe. It's you can't learn anything unless you get out there and try something. Uh, you know, it's something that, you know, uh, Carol talks about in her book as well is, you know, the fo- the kids who did those puzzles because they were excited, they saw it as an opportunity to learn. And sure, they might miss a couple pieces here or there. They might get stuck, but they can either backtrack and kind of move forward or figure out a different solution. So this idea of failing forward is you're going to learn something in every sort of thing that you do, whether it's trying a new food. I know many of us might have a fixed mindset when it comes to our favorite fast food order, for example. Right. You, you might, you might, you might like the, the thing you try, you know, if you go to a foreign country and try one of their cuisines, you might like it. Exactly. Um, if you stay in that, if you stay in that fixed mindset for so long, it's only going to get you so far. It's only going to get you so far. And, you know, you can see those those differences between people. I saw this early on in my career where, um, you know, public accounting, particularly at a large firm, sort of churns people out. Um, you mm-hmm. start to see breakage, you know, it, it, they, they hire a class and, you know, there's some statistic that says, you know, there's only going to be a very small percentage that stays around and makes partner at the firm. A lot of people will decide to do other things that are less rigorous. Now, that doesn't mean mm-hmm. that they don't have a growth mindset, but the point being that it can be really daunting to think of, you know, for the next 30 years, uh, it's going to be really difficult for me to have a personal life, you know, for me to be right. able to do the, do the things outside of my career that I want to do. But I certainly yeah. have found that, you know, to the extent that, that you can be dedicated to growth, the benefits that that accrue to you are really enduring, right? Because it gives you confidence, it gives you esteem, it gives you a sense of accomplishment. And I think people that are growth oriented 
are probably a bit more settled and probably have um, are probably happier, right? Because I think what that does to you on the inside is really powerful. Um, mm-hmm. I think trying to stay in one place probably takes a lot of effort and takes, you know, a, a, something away from that person. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Although you won't t- touch my favorite, you know, ice cream order. That's a fixed mindset. I, I know what I like. <laughs> I'm sticking to it, right? And what is that? What is that, Peter? Uh, well, it depend. Like my fiance and I really like Dairy Queen. And this blizzard only uh-huh. comes around once a year. It's during the summer. It's the cotton candy blizzard. It's pretty much a straight injection of sugar, but I love it. It's pretty <laughs> much the only thing I get there when I go there. Not hesitant to try other things, but I know what works for me, and I go with that. So and if that's, that's fixed mind, if that's fixed <laughs> mindset, then hey, like you said, we've all got elements of our personality that are fixed in that way, and that's okay. That is okay. Uh, Moving on to another question I had, it's around these misconceptions that we talked about in the last episode. And one of the misconceptions that uh, Carol talks about in the book is this idea that people have always had a growth mindset and will always will always have it. And I wanted to get your thoughts. We kind of touched on it. But why do you think that might be a misconception? Um, You know, that that's an interesting question. You know, it's something, you know, believe it or not, I, I, I think about growth and flexibility kind of every day. Um, you know, my job kind of challenges me to, to do that. Um, and, you know, and I certainly think that, well, for me personally, uh, becoming a mom was like a pivotal moment for me in terms of an awareness of something that I think I was sort of doing naturally, but the importance of having a growth mindset. Um, you know, there there are these little moments when you become a parent of this realization that, you know, you're raising a human being and mm-hmm. it's sort of a, a, a little bit terrifying um, mm-hmm. about this job that you're about to, you know, embark upon. And I think it became uh, just this 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 moment of, you know, I, I'm about to take on a different vocation. Uh, I'm going to have to grow and learn every day. I'm probably going to have to grow and learn at a pace faster than might make me comfortable because this little person in front of me is is changing <laughs> by leaps and bounds on a daily basis. So, you know, I, I think that, you know, it's, it's something that I've always tried to to be. But I think when I became a mom, it became like this this moment that was really, really important to me. Um and I think what it's taught me is, you know, in life, you never really have to peak, right? If you are always trying to grow and learn, you will continue to reach new highs. You know, I can use my dad as an example. Um, he's 78. He still works full time and he's taking on a new job uh, starting August 1st. You know, his oh, wow. his view is this is something I really enjoy doing and I'd like to take on a new challenge. So, you know, here he is having accomplished quite a bit at at this point in his life and he's going to take on a new challenge. So, um, but again, sort of, you know, bringing it back to just a personal experience, I, I realized in that moment, the value of growth. And of course it, it permeates not just parenting, it permeates your, your life professionally too. 
Yeah, what I what I heard from that is like you, we do have this growth mindset, or, or we believe we do. But there's going to be times like you know I can speak for myself. You know, you know, in my early, you know, after grad graduating, I had a very fixed mindset of like I like to be alone. I like to go to work. I like to be left alone. You know, not very social. But then I realized, and very much like you with parenthood, it's like you know to get out there and interact with people. Put your it's go, you're going to be put outside of your comfort zone. You know, raising it like raising a child, like you said, that's really going to push your push your mindset to see if you can handle it you know the same thing with you know taking be getting married you know we're a dog family so taking right. taking care of dogs you know taking care of a yeah, person that's right. not you you're like man i have a lot to learn because i thought i was taking good care of myself now i gotta take care of another person <laughs> or an animal like you gotta be kidding me yeah and you know i don't know if you find this but i find that you know the apprehension that i might have about something you know dogs we have two dogs you know it was mm-hmm. you know the thought of bringing one home was was uh, daunting but then we we brought a second one um what i find is 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 things really aren't as terrible or as hard as i thought they were going to be it's sort of mental right it's this it's this this roadblock that kind of goes up in your head and says nope you know this doesn't make me comfortable i don't want to do this you know put the brakes on but then if if you get comfortable with moving past that if it's really something that you think you should do or you want to do i often find it just wasn't it wasn't as scary um Mm -hmm. riding the roller coaster not sure So, I'm, a total, a, person. I'm a total roller coaster person. My daughter. Oh my gosh. Person. Yeah. I wish I could. I can't anymore. You know, those are not things I enjoy or want to do. But, but in life, yeah. If if you if you put yourself out there, a lot of times, you know, the the benefits that come back to you are just tremendous. Yeah, yeah absolutely. The other question I had for you around misconceptions is uh, that. A growth mindset is simply, we'll take this from like a managing director or manager level. It's all it is for your staff members is about praising and rewarding effort. And some of the research that Carol presents actually argues that this might be counterproductive. In your position, why might simply offering all this praise and rewarding their effort might be harmful to a staff member's development versus some of that more real tangible feedback that you could give them on how to improve? You know, so when I when I read that question and I was, you know, preparing for our conversation today, I had to do a little bit of reading because I, I don't know that I had really thought of it, you know, that way because I do think, you know, praise, I think, is like job well done or, you know, those things, those mm-hmm. platitudes certainly seem to be important. Mm-hmm. I think I think the question that, that you're asking is, you know, the empty praise versus more mm-hmm. of the labeled praise, right? So, yeah, exactly. you know, it. it Empty praise is just, you know, I'm I'm seeking validation or approval for, you know, you know who I am, but I I want validation, right? I I want you to tell mm-hmm. me that I'm good, I'm a superstar, I'm I'm this or I'm that. A labeled praise, you know, can acknowledge the effort and the talent that went into something, but you know, if you're talking about development development says okay well you know i i did this you know if if we were to deconstruct it and start over what did i learn what would i do differently Mm -hmm. you know if i made a mistake how would i avoid it you know it's almost kind of um helping someone to continue down a path of continuing to get better that's kind of to me the the distinction and that's definitely what you want from your professionals and from your team and again you know that constructive feedback 
providing feedback to people, I think, is always hard. You know, performance management mm-hmm. is always a hard part of the job. But if everybody is viewing it in a positive light, right, I'm providing this feedback because it's it's helping all of us. It's helping me as an individual, the team. It's helping the firm. I think that that just has tremendous benefit and value, you know, to the professional, mm-hmm. but but also to, to those around the professional. Yeah, and you you hit on it right in that first part of your answer is when you offer that empty praise, it does validate like to that person, hey, I think I'm doing a good job. And Carol talks about in her book too that all that empty praise will just drive people more towards the fixed mindset where it's, hey, I'm doing a great job. Why do I need to improve? Why are you giving me this feedback? Like if you keep telling me that I'm the hottest thing on the block, why are you telling me I need to correct these things or we could do this better? That's only going to drive it further. So I like your your pivot there where it's it's more constructive praise where you're saying, hey, we did this really well. Here's what we here's what we could do differently or putting something through its paces, realizing, hey, we were a little bit off on this. Why did that occur? And now we have right. insight for the future. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. I agree. Uh, and then the last question I have for you, and we, and then we'll wrap up after that, is you know, for those that want to espouse espouse this growth mindset, if I even said espouse right, I hope I did. Um, you know, <laughs> based on based on your experience and what you've seen, you know, what steps or suggestions do you do you have for people that are looking? Hey, I realize that I need to grow in this area, or I realize I need to adopt more of a growth mindset. What advice do you have for them? Well, I think the first thing I would say is, you know, it's maybe a little bit like diet and exercise, um, you know, take it, take it in, in, in little chunks. I mean, change, change is hard. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I think in general, the, the people that we are surrounded by and work with typically have a, a pretty good growth mentality. But if you have, if you have a positive outlook on learning, if you have a positive outlook on feedback, I think that right there is a change that's going to open you up to things. Um, I think taking on uh, new challenges, um, you know, I made a change from a a regulator to a regulated. That was a very Mm -hmm. difficult change. And since I've been here, I've taken on two volunteer positions on a couple of boards, ones with the AACPA and ones with the Forum of Firms. And that's, you know, in Mm -hmm. addition to my day job. But I think that there will be, you know, professional benefits that will allow me to sort of deepen my understanding of of this role that I'm currently in. Mm -hmm. So I'm I'm happy Mm -hmm. to do that. Um, I could have taken a path of, you know, less resistance, if you will, but I think that the growth path will will probably be be the better one. Um, and then there's a couple of other things that I've learned along the way, you know, sleep and exercise. <laughs> those are those are secret weapons. Mm-hmm. Um, I often find that if I can sleep and if I can exercise regularly, that I'm I'm actually uh, I feel better about taking on challenges. And then the last thing that um, I've started thinking about recently is work-life balance. And that's like this catchphrase that mm-hmm. um, has been something that I've been really focused on in, in my in my life and in particular after I had a family. But what I've learned is there really is no balance. And, um, and when I try to force a complete balance between my worlds, I find it actually creates more frustration and less satisfaction because it's not mm-hmm. really achievable. I mean, it's all sort of interconnected. So I've been, you know, sort of working on that, you know, that's a great idea, but I might not 
I might not ever achieve complete balance and, and mm-hmm. that's okay. Um, I think just having that realization has been, you know, because I've been thinking about it and trying to move past it. So I don't know if other people experience that as well, but that's also something that, you know, maybe, maybe um, having different expectations for what work and what your work life and your personal mm-hmm. life and how they can be integrated. Yeah, and I think we talk about work work life balance, and I heard it when I was in another role where they said it it's no longer work and life. It it really is just life because it's all so intertwined these days with the phones being attached at our hip or you know the different methods we can be reached. But it's that understanding of not playing the victim, not saying oh I have all this email I need to answer. It's realizing, hey, it's going to be a challenge for me to, you know, get to these emails right now, but hey, maybe I can get to them, you know, once I take care of all these other things. Because if we don't take care of sleep and exercise, for example, then you can't maintain that mindset. You can't be at your sharpest. So like you said, putting up those boundaries as best as you can, it's going to be a challenge. You'll learn what works and what doesn't, but not being so rigid and saying, this is when my work brain stops and my personal brain starts kind of thing. (laughs) We're not robots, right? Correct. Sometimes I wish I had the energy of a robot, but you know, yeah, that's for a different, that's for a different conversation. <laughs> yep. Plug me in at night and I'm ready to go in the morning, just like your right. cell phone. Right. right. Awesome. Well, Bettina, this has been really great. Thank you for stopping by. I appreciate all your insight. Um, any final thoughts for the folks as they're, as we're wrapping up our episode today? Well, thanks for inviting me. And and certainly, you know, I'm here. I'm also a resource. So if anybody wants to give me a call or wants to have a sounding board, I'd, I'd love to have a chat. There you go. She she put herself out there for every one of you out there looking to get some coaching. You just sign up with Bettina and she'll get you there. <laughs> thanks, Peter. <laughs> All right, but, uh, Bettina, thank you again so much. Appreciate it. Oh, happy to be here. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Coach's Corner and to Bettina for stopping by and sharing her insight on the growth mindset. Before you go, I wanted to let you know that we are now officially listed on both Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If you'd like to subscribe the easy way, go ahead and open either app and just search for UHY Coach's Corner. If you're using Apple Podcasts, we'd love to see a rating or give us a review. Let us know what you think, what you'd like to hear more of. All feedback is welcome and appreciated. See you next time.